Believers out there, welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Don't let the devil rob you, man. He's good at it. <laughs> he does everything and anything to try to get you off of the mind of Jesus Christ. Listen, last week we talked about the enemy, how he was sowing these rotten plants and seeds on new believers in their mind. Seriously, man, it's crazy how people get caught up in drama. And it's so easy to get caught up, man, where the enemy tries to plant these evil thoughts. He uses whatever tactics that he can do to try to scare you to not walk in the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you guys, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. You got to just forget about the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the riches and how it chokes the world. And he, This is what the Bible's talking about, believers. He'll try everything, the enemy. He'll try to blind you with these tears. Last week we talked about Matthew chapter 13, the parables of the soil, and we talked about how blessed we can be when we don't pay attention to the enemy. Don't give it any attention. It's like a, you know, you ever see somebody on the, uh, uh, you know, they're trying to rob your joy. You can't let it happen. Father, we come before you, Lord. What a blessing it is today, Lord, that we are here, Father Jesus for you, Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit, Father, binds the enemy in our lives, in the lives of others, Lord, and that you, Father, become our teacher, Holy Spirit, in your name, Jesus, amen. Woo! God bless you guys, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. Listen, we talked last week, we were in Matthew, we were chapter 13, we left off where, where we talked about the uh, parable of the sower. It's crazy, man, but this is how the cares of the world try to choke us out. The Bible talks about it, and we talked about it last week. And this week, we're going to talk about the mustard seed, but we're going to recap on the parable of the wheat and the tares. We can't let these tares tear up our life, meaning this is how the enemy tries to work in our life. You know, we're sinners at birth because, you know, the Bible tells us we're sinners. Sin in Greek is hamartia. It's ham artia. It's it basically means to miss the mark, man. We all miss the mark, but it, but here's the deal: sin separates from, separates us from our heavenly Father, and that's the perfect union and harmony that Adam and Eve shared with Him in the Garden of Eden. Remember in Genesis, but it was lost the moment sin entered into the picture. Satan crawled on its belly, lied to the woman. And that's what happened. And today, we have the same setup, man. Satan wants to breach that, 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 same, that same perfect union. We see it. Wants us to compromise. A little bit here, a little bit there. But if we trust Jesus, we can rejoice because sin has already been defeated by his atoning sacrifice. First Peter says that in chapter 2. And if you haven't understood this decision, well, the door is waiting for you. All you got to do is knock. Revelation 3.20, verse 22. The door will be open to you. But we have to be the beacon in the dark, the light. We discussed the uncomfortable topic of sin and how thankfully Jesus Christ came to liberate us from it. But there's impact. The enemy wants to try to uh, rob our joy. And that's why we left off last week where we talked about where, but he who received the seed on a stony place is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself, 
but endures only for a while for their when tribulation or persecution arises because of the of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And he care listen to this. And then the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of the riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Listen, Christ wants us to be unfruitful. Uh, he wants us to be fruitful. And that brings us to the parable of the mustard seed. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Listen, you ever seen a mustard seed? <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm eating, you know, mustard and I'm thinking, ew, this is sour. It's real sour, but it's small. Mustard seeds are small. And the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Okay? This is basically... It's, 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 listen, a lot of believers out there, you know, I was going to say this, but I, I thought about it. You know, we have to understand that the mustard seed is, is like the kingdom of heaven. It's like, it's, it, see, a man took and sowed in his field, right? So the man takes it in verse 32, which indeed is the least of all the seeds, okay? So, it's. It, I'm not saying we're nasty. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if Jesus referred to it as the smallest, but the largest. Because we grow slow. I mean, you can't just like make somebody read the whole Bible after they accepted Jesus Christ. So, the seed, let's read this together first. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. Verse 32 says, which indeed is the least of all this, all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs, the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. <laughs> I love it because listen to this. The church starts out small and many years, many decades, thousands of years ago. They try to kill the church. They try to stamp out the church. They try to stamp out the meetings. Satan wants us to get rid of the church. He, he makes us feel like the church is the problem. But really, we are the problem. We can't see the church as the Savior, but we have to see Jesus Christ as the Savior and look at the church as a Come together sense in harmony and love one another in Conanian fellowship. Listen, believers, you got to understand this. Satan wants to try to rob your joy, make you mad at the church, single you out, and stamp out the church. The church is what brings us together. It's the Conanian, the fellowship, and the little seed grows into a tree. The church will grow into a tree. And listen to this. It's the branches. It's radical. The church becomes a giant oak tree. And if you read John chapter 15, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. <laughs> Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown in the fire and burned. Listen. God doesn't want to burn us in hell. It's not what this verse is saying. 
It's like a grape tree. That, uh, if you ever see grapes when they grow, they have thistles and they get really long and nasty and out of control. It's some like women's hair, you know. Some women's hair have, you know, all these, you know, women have beautiful hair, but then they come, it gets down all the way to their, uh, you know, so long and then they grow split ends. And so what, what they do is they go to the, they either do it themselves or they, they go to, I, I don't recommend that. They go to a beautician and they cut the split hair, they cut the split ends off the hair. And then the woman can grow her hair even longer. Or men or whoever wants long hair. But same thing with that verse. Jesus says that I am the I am the I am the branch. Listen. I mean he says, I am the way, the truth, the light. But here he says in 15, I am the vine. They take the vine. Listen, believers, it's radical. This verse doesn't say you're gonna go to hell and be burned in hell. It doesn't say that thrown into the fire and be burned. Believers understand what he's saying is, it's divine. Divine needs to be washed. The hair needs to be cut to grow even better. When you take a grapevine, I used to have one years ago in Israel, and I would wash, I would strip it, I would strip it, and then I would cut it and trim it, and it would grow longer. Well, that's, the vines were sitting in the backyard and I would just say, well, what am I gonna, I'm like, what am I going to do with this stuff? So I, I would just torch it, burn it. Because we get a new start. You know, the vine grows even more. You got thicker fruit, fatter grapes. That's what God wants to do. Make us fat in his fruit and grow. So this here is meaning, this is the church he's talking about. He's talking about that the parable of the mustard seed, he's talking about it's radical because it becomes a tree. The herbs then become a tree so that the birds in the air come and nest in its branches. Listen, believers, the birds to the air don't represent the evil either. Okay? It's important because it talks about the parable of the leaven. Another parable right here in verse 33. It says, and, and, and he spoke to them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in there. I'm, I'm hidden three measures of meal till. It was all leavened. So, you know, leaven, leavens, it, it raises like sourdough bread. You make it, you put the yeast in there. And after a while, it just, it rises really high. And, you know, it, it it's nice, but the leaven sometimes it refers to evil. But right here, it's talking about the the uh, the yeast when it's kneaded in the dough. It explains here that that it's powered by you know the, it, it'll grow internally dynamic. And how do you think it grows, believers? By the Holy Spirit. We have to remember that we, we blow it. We're sinners. But the kingdom of heaven is radical. It's, it's unlike any place in, in you could imagine. The treasures. It's, it's radical. I mean, I've, I've seen it in my own dreams. I mean... The Bible and Revelation refers to the kingdom of heaven, but here we're talking about the Holy Spirit growing us. 
the mustard seed, the growth, the power and the process of its growth, the church. And yes, we have rotten churches today. Believe me, I know who they are. <laughs> but God knows who they are also. And just like the wheat and the tares, it's not our job to decide what we should do to these churches. We need to hand them over to God and focus on what God wants to do in us and have a peaceful heart. Listen, God made us on purpose. Our Father chose the time and, and place that we each would be born. Look at Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And He gave us our personality and talents and spiritual gifts. He gave us these personality, talents, and spiritual gifts. So consider what God has chosen specially, specifically for you. And we need to thank Him because He has a plan for our life. The Scriptures promise that Embracing the Father's specific path for our lives will bring satisfaction and peace. Proverbs 3. And so, we just need to understand that there's, God is, we have a church. We need a fellowship and love one another and not worry about when we get to church, about the people, even in my own life. Some churches I see, I don't, I don't agree with them, but I know that God wants me there to be the joy and the light and the love for non-believers that are even there. Yes, non-believers. <laughs> They're there. So many times we walk into the church and we're like, Ugh. listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying. I mean, if the word is off, leave. But you'll know. God will tell you because it's not solid or not. But we are the mustard seed. We're the seed that brings forth fruit. We're the ones that Jesus wants to grow so that we can show God's love and mercy and, and have a heart of God. This is what the characteristics of God is. It's to do His will. Okay? Even David's life, you know, you know, was in obedience to the Lord, but his pattern was, was to seek God. You see? But when David sinned, he prayed that the Lord would search out any wicked in, in any wickedness in him and get him back on track to become the kind person that God intended. Psalms 139. But David, in Hebrew, David also delighted in God's word and spent quality time with him. And if we don't spend time with God, we get thrown off in our own life even myself, man. We have to make time for Jesus Christ and trust in the Lord because we have challenges. We're not perfect. But we don't have to be perfect to become a man or a woman with a heart of God. Instead, our aim should be simply spending time with our Father in developing a habit of repentance. And be done with it. You see, that's the key. Repent, be done with it, and, and, and don't go back to it. Leave it. We start off small. Years ago, I, I, I had a, 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 you know, look at Bible studies. They, they, they start off small and they grow. God grows them, not man. The Holy Spirit 
chooses to be part of our lives. When we, when we choose the Holy Spirit. So go to church with a better, a better heart. A heart of God. And maybe you could go there and fix all of them. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smile and just keep loving on people. And listen to the pastor. <laughs> I love it. And turn your cell phones off. I don't like that. <laughs> and coffee makers, they beat behind the scene. <laughs> so here we just need to become the bird, man, and sit in the branch and enjoy Jesus. And relax. Don't get angry because you can't do something someone else can do. Or don't get mad or jealous. Jealousy is a sin. It's a sin, sin, sin. Listen, verse 34 says all these things... Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable, he did not speak to them. Verse 35, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things, I will utter things kept secret from the foundations of the world. Listen. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain us to the explain the parables of the tares of the field. And he answered and said, well, Pastor Joseph already did. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. He said, verse 37, he said, To them he, he said, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field in the world, the good seeds are the son of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the day of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned into the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will together, and they will gather out of this out of his kingdom all things that offend, and those who practice lawlessness. Okay? He's gonna judge them, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. They will be wailing and gnashing of the teeth. That's hell. They're gonna he's gonna burn them in hell. So don't, you know, don't 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 worry about people. Worry about ourselves. Then the righteousness, verse 43, will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who hears, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So this is what it is. We're, you know, it's that simple. Listen, believers, in the end, God's going to separate the wheats from the tares and burn them. Okay? Some people will be washed in the process, like I said, with the vine. Some people will burn in the end. It's just, it is what it is, man. Some people are just born to get in your way to ruin your life. We don't know who they are. And it's not our job to figure it out. Listen, believers, verse 44 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man, a man found and hid, listen, and hid and for joy over it. He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He... Finds a piece of land and he's like, wow, I could build an apartment complex on it. Rent it out and make $20 million a month. He buys it and builds it and that's what he's thinking here. But what's better than that is um, what he should have been doing was buying the apartments, making money off it, then letting the homeless come rent and get in there for free and help them out. You see, that's not going to happen though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh lord heaven is so much nicer believers trust me heaven is way better it's 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 nailed with gold 
<laughs> Diamonds, rubies. God knows a man's heart. They love money. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love this Bible, you guys. You guys are awesome out there. Honestly, man, I, I love the Lord so much. And I love to just sit here and, and you know, talk about the joy that he's given us. And it's it's true, man. You know, the kingdom of heaven is is like treasure hidden. And in a field. And so when we find that peace and we come to an age in life, you know, people want it when they're younger. Uh, they want everything they can get when they're young. They work hard, so hard in life. And then in the end, a lot of people forget and they miss the mark that it was really about Jesus Christ. And they get tricked. And it goes back to the sower and Satan and the seed, how he tries to sow them rotten seeds in your life. But the pearl, I mean, the pearl, the, uh, listen to this. In verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like the dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some every kind. Verse 48 says, Which when it was full, they drew to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into the vessel, but threw the bad away. So it will be in the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked, like it says in verse uh, uh, right here, where it talks about that in verse 41. The Son of Man will send out his angels. Now let's go back to verse 49, and it will be in the end of the age that the angels will come forth, separate the wicked from the from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of the fire. Listen, there will be wailing and gnashing of the teeth again. So he's saying it again. Again. Jesus said to them, Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes, Lord. And then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things of new and old. Now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed from there. Believers, listen. People are going to reject who you are in Christ. It's natural. It's going to be hard to be molded back into that Christ-like minded shape. It's the Holy Spirit in you that does the work. We just need to meditate on the Lord and understand that he loves us. Listen, Mark chapter 6, 1 through 6, even talks about this in verse 54 here in Matthew chapter 13. Listen to this, believers. When, when he had come to his own country, he, he taught them, listen, in their synagogues, so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is, is this not the carpenter's son? Listen to this. Is this not the mother called, is, is, is not his mother called Mary in Hebrew Miriam and his Achi in Hebrew uh, brothers, Achi, James, jo, uh, you know, Joseph, Simon and Judah and his sisters, are they not all with us? Where did they, where, where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. Listen, jealousy. Bing. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own house. 
Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Listen, believers, people are not going to believe you, that you're changed. It's Christ in you. Listen, it's not our job like the perils of, of the, the parable of the dragnet. It's the angels' jobs to gather the rotten ones and separate them. Don't worry about the people that don't believe you. Keep loving them and pray for them. But a prophet's not even um, recognized by their own by their own because this is how it is. Some people are not going to believe you. But keep loving them and, and, and don't worry about your, your, your family. Pray for them. Show them God's love and mercy. Have a peaceful heart. Remember God made you on purpose. And he, and he, and, 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 and he, he did that. Listen, be the beacon in the dark. Last week we discussed the uncomfortable topic of sin and how thankfully Christ came to liberate us. Like I said... The Apostle Paul offered compelling answers in today's scriptures, believers. He, he, sees our, he, he says that our liberty isn't intended for us alone, but it's meant to be shared with the world. We do that by serving others in love, fulfilling what Christ called the two greatest commandments. We need to, we need to walk by the Spirit and exhibit the fruit that's produced in us when we follow him faithfully, our love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all that is the is the beacon in, in the dark, the light, light in the dark, and others will draw to that. Listen, believers, just be the light. Don't worry about others. Listen, keep your eyes on the Lord. Let God draw out the, the wicked ones. Remember, what you go through in life is temporarily. It's just a test. It's a test of the emergency broadcast system. It's like an amber alert in our own lives. We just need to rest in the Lord and not worry about tomorrow. Just relax, believers. Love the Lord and don't worry, man. Just know that Jesus Christ loves you and he has a plan for you. I know it's hard. I know it's it's very hard. I know it's it's, it's not easy to get up in the morning and pray for your enemies, but that's what Jesus calls us to do, believers. Understand that God is in love with you and he doesn't want you to hurt yourself. He doesn't want you to, you know, be down on yourself. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There is light. Listen, believers, we're in a dark world right now and I understand how you're feeling, but we need to be the light. We need to pick ourselves off the ground and ask the Lord to help us, give us strength, wisdom, and like Solomon, ask for wisdom and say, Lord Jesus, give me the wisdom and give me the grace and mercy to get up and be about your business and don't worry about others and what they think about you. It doesn't matter what people think about you. Listen, it's like a sales job for a, you get a million, you get a million yeses for, for two no's. You just got to keep going and keep going and keep going. And you may be depressed and you may be upset. You may be sad. You may be, you know, whatever it may be. But know that Jesus Christ is in your, he's working behind the scene. He's behind the scenes hitting home runs and you don't see it. Because the devil's planting nasty seeds. He does it. He does it to try to throw us off, off the bicycle. 
so we can't keep writing for His glory. No matter what you're doing right now, whatever you're doing, just listen to these words. Listen to these words. Jesus Christ loves you. And if we stop and just go, wow, how much can he, like, if you just could take in a little bit of the love that he's given you just for today, you'll be like blown away, man. It's amazing. It's so amazing. God will take your addiction away, whether it's alcohol. I used to drink years ago. He's taken it. It's the devil wants to put that back in you. Go ahead, just drink a little bit of that nasty yeast. It's, 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 it's the devil. He's a liar. Because then he gets you right back to square one. And if you've already done it, he'll, you know, he'll try to lie to you and say, look at you've already did it. Now just keep going, keep drinking, keep doing it. Keep Go ahead, just forget about it. You've already done it, you blew it. Might as well drink another 12-pack. Then you're laying on the ground with the, with the tears. And you've lost your weed. No, I'm drinking it with the barley. No, dude. You've missed the mark. But God will forgive you, but just get back up. You can get back up and start over fresh. God gives fresh starts. Lord Jesus, we come before you. We thank you for the fresh start that you've given us this morning. Lord, anybody out there that has thrown their life away and they think that they're too old, it's never too old. They're never too old, Lord. And you know this, Jesus. So today I just pray that you brand them with your love and your mercy and forgiveness and just be the, be the light in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, believers, God will forgive you. He's forgiven you. And you are set free. And who the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. God bless you guys, man. Listen, next week we're going to hit chapter 14 of Matthew. And we're going to have some fun. And I'm excited for you guys. Listen, Growing in His Word is a, a free broadcast. We don't accept tithings. If you want to tithe, tithe to your local church. Tithe to uh, other churches that you feel that needs the money. Or tithe to the homeless people. Or whoever... God puts upon your heart, even maybe your hungry neighbor. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys. We love you, man, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and make and make his face shine upon you. God bless you guys, man.